For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry, Abba, Father. In the letter to the Romans and throughout his writings, St. Paul contrasts the attitude of a servant with that of a son. The son and the servant may do the same things, but their reasons for doing so differ greatly. A servant acts from fear. He's concerned with protecting himself from harm. A son, on the other hand, acts from love. Now, to be clear, the attitude of the servant is reasonable, except especially in St. Paul's time. In that time, as in today's time, slavery was cruel, harsh, and inhumane. Acting as fear would indicate is not always a bad thing. If a lion is chasing you, brothers and sisters, I recommend you run. It's not wrong for us to act motivated by fear on a natural human level, as long as it's reasonable. Yet, in recent months, it's come to our attention how powerful a force fear can be in our lives. Fear can be paralyzing. Sometimes it prevents us from doing what we know is right in a difficult situation. On the other hand, sometimes it disposes us to do something wrong, even though we know it's wrong. St. Paul uses this contrast between a servant and a son to consider something very fundamental in our spiritual lives. He says, we don't receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear and sin, but a spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. You, brother or sister, you are a son or a daughter of God, made, remade in the image of the Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Do we realize, brothers and sisters, this profound truth that St. Paul shares with us today and its implications for our life? I'd argue that at the heart of Christianity is this mystery, the unfolding of our awareness that we have been made sons and daughters in the Son, that God wishes to conform you and I to the image of his Son. We're conformed to that image first at baptism. This isn't just merely a covering over, as you know, of our old nature, but rather the renewal of ourselves. Through God's grace, through the Spirit, He remakes you and I into the image of the Son. This is why the Our Father features so prominently in the rite of baptism. Consider also what we do here at Mass each day. We call down the Spirit, I'll say the words, Veni Sanctificator, upon bread and wine, and He makes present Christ under the humble species of bread and wine that we might again unite ourselves to His sacrifice. But remember, brothers and sisters, this sacrifice because it is the sacrifice of a son, 
out of love for the Father, always has a filial character. Consider also that the first words of the canon, said silently by the priest, are Te egitor clementissime pater. To you, therefore, most merciful Father. What we're doing right here is the action of a son praying to his father. We're caught up, brothers and sisters, in the Spirit, united with Christ Jesus our Lord in this sacrifice. Moreover, after that canon, that beautiful prayer, the first thing we do is we stand and we all together pray the Our Father, the Pater Noster, the model of every prayer for a Christian. United in the Spirit, though not in voice, we are the body of Christ. The Spirit has not only made Christ present on the altar, but united us as one body in union with Christ our head. The sacrifice of the Mass, then, is not like the pagan sacrifices of old, which are made in servile fear. It's not the sacrifice of a slave or a servant to the Master, but rather a sacrifice of love offered willingly. A sacrifice of Christ's filial love, into which we are caught up. We participate in Christ by the Spirit. So also, brothers and sisters, our entire life is meant to be caught up into this sacrifice so that it can be continually transformed. Our life is meant to look like the sun. This is what Paul means when he implores us to live not according to the flesh, but rather by the Spirit. Well, we might begin our spiritual life motivated mostly by fear of punishment, Part of our life as a Christian, it should be a part of our life as a Christian, to grow more and more in what St. John beautifully calls perfect love, which counts out all fear. Our only concern, brothers and sisters, spiritually speaking, should be about becoming separated from the one that we love above all else. As St. Jose Maria Escriva said, we've got to be filled to be imbued with the idea that our Father, and very much our Father, is God who is both near us and in heaven. As the bread and wine are made into Christ and we receive it, and as Christ cries out to the Father, so also our lives must be made into Christ through the work of the Spirit so that in union with Him, we cry out with Him to the Father in the same Spirit. I invite us all in prayer this week to examine ourselves. Do we act with the freedom of sons who are brothers and friends of the Son, or do we act as if we were servants? God came to make us co-heirs, not slaves. He said so beautifully in the Gospel of John, I no longer call you slaves, but rather I have called you friends. For a slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have shared everything that my father has told you with you. Live in that, brothers and sisters. Live from that reality. 
Will you receive this love?